Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. Boom, we are live. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. I am joined by my co-host, Senator Curtis Howden. And today, we are going to chat a little bit about prenatal training. Well, thank you, Mayor Berg. Not because Curtis is expecting us. No conversation. I'm not expecting, we're, nor will we again. We're, we're done. We have three. We're happy. We're, we're going to... I'll stay. Uh, I'll hold. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like to live dangerously. I am expecting, though. Yeah, you are. Yes, congratulations to, to you. me. <laughs> and Diane, she's the one who has the actual the stuff going on. Yeah, she's she's going to bear the burden of that one. I've got the easy life right now, just chilling, still exercising, looking jacked, you know. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about this with you, obviously. I've done a bunch of research on it already. But I wanted uh, your brain to kind of confirm some of the information because there's a lot of information out there that I was going over. And a lot of it, I felt like some of it like was contradicting itself and some of it was very handholdy. Like some of it treated pregnant women like everything you need to do is like like walking on clouds and be super safe. And So I think it's a reasonable thing to talk about where we start when we're discussing how to train a particular population. And I can speak from experience that if somebody wants to approach me that I need to be walked around or, you know, walked on eggshells around or I'm to be pitied like, oh, oh, you have this. So you need to, it's very, very scary. Like, I don't think that's a great position to approach somebody from. Somebody who's pregnant, they aren't sick and they do have a few things that you would want to pay attention to. Um, particularly more things to consider but the presupposition that exercise is dangerous and risky is a problem for me in this conversation i'm just going to put that out there right away Mm -hmm. so like when it comes to somebody who's pregnant yeah they have a few other things we want to consider but i don't see the program changing that much from a reasonable customized program in the first place yeah take where you're at and develop something that's comfortable for you to get to your end result, which in their case is it's more concerning to try to keep you where you're at and, and keep your fitness level relatively consistent than trying to increase. So I would say that's something that we could say is a relatively good goal. Whew. Yeah. So that's what I've been um, kind of focused on essentially. To me, it was been you know, now now might not be the best time to start pushing one rep maxes and trying to like, take your fitness to the next level and start like throwing in things that are uncomfortable and, you know, potentially carries more risk. But I would say, or at least what I've said is like, whatever your average has been for the last one or two years, if you've been like a regular gym goer doing resistance training or whatever you've been doing, whatever you've been doing in that average is kind of your probably relatively safe to continue doing that between like a 60 to 75 percent like rate of perceived exertion rpe oh yeah data and things in indeed yes yes (laughs) so yeah like when you're feeling good and obviously like taking in consideration the different trimesters so you have your first trimester second trimester and third trimester in the first one i find obviously my wife 
um, has been much more sluggish in the first trimester. So part of that was just trying to honestly just get the juice to do a little bit of the workout and just honestly survive it more so rather than trying to push through it. And then in the second trimester, she's gotten more energy and she's not very large yet. So nothing's really holding her back too much. Like we're not really focused on, again, maximum heavy lifts with like crazy amounts of core bracing, but it's just been, you know, Diane's been privy to resistance training, like just your general foundational, like squat, deadlift, bench, like things like this. And she's able to execute them all with ease relatively to her 60, 70% effort. Yeah. I think the best thing to talk about when when it's like, we're talking about pregnancy, just talking about in general exercise is not a dangerous endeavor. It can become that way, but it takes some effort to get there. So I think it's fair enough to just say there are three different phases of pregnancy. We can break it into trimesters and that makes sense. And each one has its requirements. But the act of giving birth is a relatively athletic endeavor. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of strength that it takes for women. I have endless appreciation for what women do. Not only in the idea of the, the birthing process, but what they have to give up for their body not only their image, but all of the things that have to change previous and post and the speed that that happens, it's amazing. But instead of treating uh, women like they're sick, I think we should be treating them like we're prepping them for a particular event and we can actually go after that. It's like, okay, we want to maintain a really good level of fitness while really minimizing potential risks. So I think it's fair to just talk about, before we get too deep, to just talk about potential risks. Yeah. So potential risks you are growing a baby what's the first risk that you would be worried about the easiest thing to cause problems hurting said baby yeah some and kind usually, of trauma to yeah, the stomach yeah 100 percent. exactly so, no muay thai obviously <laughs> yeah we probably and shouldn't do no um, knees to the stomach yeah probably shouldn't do like we did in our reel a couple of weeks ago <laughs> i'd probably be ill-informed but when we look at it, it's like, okay, so impacts. What are things that can cause potential impacts? Undue balancing events. Fair. Like, I don't think that a unreasonable program is going to have a lot of that in it anyways. Yeah. For the most part. A lot of jumping around, like, box over burpees or bar over burpees. There's the risk of tripping and falling. And that's something we don't want to really get into. Yeah. So that's fair. You know, contact sports is something you'll see on a lot of the pre-pregnancy lists and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Scuba diving. Like, I think that's pretty reasonable. It's like, well, listen, just understand you've got more on the line now. That's that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just like general plyometrics as well. Like anything explosive, adding speed to things that is going to offset balance and just minimizing trauma and explosivity. Right. And then maximizing comfort. And that doesn't mean like... Oh, you can only do this very bare minimum exercise. I've trained many women to their pregnancy and my client Brandy, shout out to Brandy. Um, I trained her through her pregnancy start to finish and, and afterwards. And she was awesome. She worked really hard through her pregnancy still. And, you know, it was well within her purview, well over what the average person would consider a reasonable workout. But after she gave birth, they're like, that was actually quite the athletic endeavor. You actually, you did awesome. I can tell you train. And that for me was awesome. 
Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that like a couple minutes back when you said like training, like training during your pregnancy is like training for like an athletic event, you know, yes. like people put in juice and like work being like, I'm going to run a 5k. Like when women get pregnant, it's like, this might be a little more intense than a 5k, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, it's crazy to me that it's like, oh, back off. I'm sick now. It's like, no, you're getting prepped for something that is going to be intense. significant. Yeah. So I think that it's really important to, to give them the respect that they deserve. A, you are an athlete on a certain level right now. B, what can I do to best maintain where you're at while minimizing risks? Mm -hmm. So the first risk that we talked about is like impacts and, and falls and things like that. That's fair. The next thing that you'll run into these things like contact sports and scuba diving and all this crazy stuff. But I actually think that it's really important to just take an account of where that person's at. Yeah. So Kaylee, I trained her through both pregnancies and she she was a champ. She was doing she could still do a single chin up into her third trimester. Yeah. Which is something that you would see contraindicated for the average female. But she was able to do like 10 in a row at the beginning. Prior. Yeah. yeah. And when you start adding like. 20 30 pounds then all of a sudden of course chin-ups are harder and she wanted to still do that at least once in her third trimester because it was a goal of hers that's not something that we really focused on but i wasn't really worried about her doing it either it wasn't like maximal effort she probably had more in the tank she just wanted to do it yeah that personally just like me thinking about that i would still just be worried more about the core bracing in a chin-up more than anything because like there's a fair amount of core bracing like my core gets rocked when i do yeah. Chin-ups in general. Totally. And, you know, the point on that one that I'm trying to make is one person doing a program that's relatively comfortable, she was doing a tenth of her capability. Yeah, and to that point, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, if she's only doing 10% of what she was previously doing, then obviously it's a no-brainer. Right. So ass assessing the risks, I think it's more important to look at where the person was at versus what they are doing and what you're asking of them. Is it, are you asking them to overreach and we're training them beyond what we need to at this point? And I think that's a reasonable thing to talk about. But like high risk exercises are something that we would want to cut out pretty early. And usually that's going to come back to impacts. Yeah. So that's a relatively easy thing to do. Sticking with things that they're comfortable with that are more on their level um, I think that's actually the biggest point that I would like to make on this whole topic. Without getting ranty, when we get into these different realms where, oh, training the older athlete, training somebody with neck pain, training somebody that is pregnant and training, you know, all these different things, there's this red thread that goes through all of it that no, almost nobody talks about. Everyone's so busy talking about how different their crap is that they forget it's all brown. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is meet somebody where they're at and make sure that we can move them towards where they're going. Yeah. So I don't think that it's so very different. We want to meet them where they're at and give them what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Right. I think there's a lot of misconceptions in the industry just because you hear the horror stories of people who were not met where they were at. Of course. And they were pushed too quickly. And then that's when everyone gets a bad taste in their mouth and is like, oh, you know, rather than overdoing it, let's underdo it a little bit and take it easier than rather than like actually look for that middle ground. Yeah. Well, it takes it takes a, a good coach, a mindful athlete. It takes a lot of stuff to go right. So I understand why people like undercut it and just, well, I th I'm sure that this is safe. Yeah. But, you know, when we get into our second trimester, so our first trimester is really about we're going to have low energy. Let's let's talk about bare ass minimums. Like what is a good thing to do in your first trimester? Tell you what. Get some cardio in. Let's say let's say that you aren't a person that does a lot of activity. 
instead of worrying about what's really good, let's do something. Yeah. And I think that's, it's a fair thing. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Speaking just with Diane specifically, um, she's been busy lately too. So mm-hmm. being pregnant and busy on top of that, she's constantly telling me that she wants to get her workout in and she's itching. She's frustrated because she hasn't. I'm like, babe, it doesn't need to be an hour and a half down there. Like, Go sit on the rowing machine for 10 minutes and watch one of your shows for 10 minutes or 20 minutes if it's a 20-minute show and just row at a light pace. Like, that little bit of movement is better than sitting on the couch watching that show or sitting on your cell phone just like, man, like you probably know just as much as everyone, like, scrolling through your phone, 5, 10 minutes can go by real quick, real quick. So it doesn't need to be this big, huge thing, just like a little bit of movement. Like, let's get started on something that's good. Like, hop on the bike, go for a walk. Like, if we're going to do that, that's going to be better than nothing. And it's all-cause mortality goes down the more that your steps per day go up. I made Diane do squats and push-ups in the bedroom before bed a couple nights ago. <laughs> How did that go? Um, did she like you after? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's all okay. love, man. She, like, we've that's been together lucky. for 11 years. She knows that I was busting her. She, she was, like, complaining. She's like, man, I wanted to work out, but I got so busy, and this thing went wrong, and that thing went wrong. And I was like, well, if you're going to sit there talking, you can work out right now. Get some squats, girl. And she's like, okay, okay. And took it like a challenge, start hitting, she's like, savage. 10 squats. And love I was like, it. how about push-ups? And she's like, I'm a little too tired for push-ups. I'm like, but thought we was working out, bro. And she's like, fine, I'll give you some push-ups. Got yeah. all aggressive about it. She's a legend. You, you guys are a good match. <laughs> she could put up with your childlike behavior just very childlike but you're not as childish as me different ways i think uh, sarah yeah. sarah the other day was like oh yeah but if you do do that and i'm like you said do do she didn't find it funny at all she gave me a look like you have problems um but anyways back to pregnancy trimester two let's talk about number two so trimester two that's when we're going to have a little bit more i don't know it sounds bad to say fetal girth. I don't know why it sounds bad. Fetal girth. Yeah, we're going to have more I thought more you were just going to say more energy. We're going to have more fetal girth and more energy together. But as as you have more of a tummy developing, we want to watch for like uh, doming. Like, and that that's going to be specifically when you're like trying to use your abs. It kind of looks almost like a shark fin. You'll see it like rear up into the middle. And that's the abs trying to work around uh, baby. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Probably can, more towards the end of the second trimester, yeah, middle to end. That's right. It's going to be, it's going to be more risky depending on the person, like multiple True. pregnancies, they, they pop sooner in my experience with Sarah, but, um, it starts to be a risk of diastasis recti, which is when the, your abs actually split. And that can be a really uncomfortable thing. So you'll see recommendations of like avoid rollouts and avoid leg lifts with both legs and things like this. Is that just because it's like extension, like anything that's causing extension? Yeah, it's already lengthened. And then if you lengthen it even more and put it under really big tension, that's when you're going to start having that splitting. But you don't really want to do flexion either, like sit-ups or crunches either. So I actually, this is a really, this could be a topic that's 20 minutes on its own. Like yeah. you could do really nice cable crunches seated with the cable right above you. So it wouldn't get you undue extension and you could do a really great cable crunch. That would be perfect. Laying on your back. We don't want to be on our back for long periods of time, which is another thing because laying on your back, the fetus will actually sit on your main blood supply. So you go to move and like pass yeah. out and have problems that way. So something that you don't really want to do but if we adjusted that and did like an upright crunch with the cable slightly in front so you can't get to extension then you could actually work out really well have lots of space for the baby still and that would be great Mm -hmm. and instead of leg lifts you could actually just 
attach a cable to one leg and in the do hip flexion the, essentially yeah the the reel that we're going to release this week when when you're working uh, soas you could do that really well as a pregnant girl and instead of laying on your back you could just be a little bit more inclined so you could sit yeah. on an incline bench and then lift your darn leg and you could train your core really well but it's not that exercise is dangerous it's that you need to figure out how things are going to work better for the situation you're in and that's why i say you know I have a hard time with the overselling of, oh, it's so different training somebody who's pregnant. It's like, well, is that going to be comfortable? Like, A, it's not good for them to lay on their back because of the blood flow issue. And B, probably putting a lot of pressure on the core bilaterally isn't a great idea, but keeping the core strong is of key importance. So how about a lateral plank? How about a side plank? How about a single leg hip flexion? How, are, how about things that are still challenging and can still keep them athletic and ready for the endeavor they're going to undergo, right? The one that I want to, your advice on was like planking. I saw articles that were like, don't do planks. And then I saw articles saying like, planks are fine. Like just a traditional plank. Thoughts? The bigger the person gets the more they're going to need to modify the plank it's again you, your rpe thing you nailed it there it's like well something that's like a six to seven and a half probably a good idea for the average person that's pregnant they're going to have different heart rate different blood pressure and they've got a lot more weight in their midsection right so a we don't want to put the abs under undue load that's fine do a plank from your knees you can decrease the intensity of it probably feel great or like an elevated plank like hands on a bench totally and then you could add in like a mountain climber style variation like like pulling totally one leg could. in pulling in other leg totally you could but you'd want to make sure that they're breathing well you're going to want to make sure that it's within a uh, rate of perceived exertion that's reasonable for them yeah um kaylee did um renegade rows pretty much through her whole pregnancy kaylee's a monster though yeah when I first started training her, she wasn't, but like the level she was at when she got pregnant, she was a monster. So like she, she did deadlifts pretty much her whole pregnancy. People say to be careful of a lot of like ballistic movements. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know why you'd do much ballistic movements anyway, but as their hormones change, they're going to have more lax joints. So you're going to want to give them movements that are more in a controlled environment. Ballistic movement being like anything dynamic, like leg sweeps or wild shoulder circles. Yeah, it comes down to a bunch of the like jumping and dynamic stuff that you see like doing lateral jumps and things like this i don't i don't know why that's super necessary slapping your husband yeah like the endeavor of having a baby isn't going to involve jumping around you're going to probably be either squatting all fours or on your back which is probably the least conducive but anyways it's not going to involve jumping around to get the baby out so we probably don't need to train that way right yeah so but other than that it's when you get into your third trimester the the conversation doesn't really change. It's like, well, continue to adjust based on what the person's dealing with. Make sure they're breathing well. Make sure you're not working too hard. Make sure you're avoiding a few positions that are no good. So that recline position or laying on your back position are probably not great. Yeah, and if your stomach's just huge, it's just working around said huge stomach. Maybe That's you're right. not doing barbell deadlifts anymore because baby's in the way. So maybe you need to adjust in for something else, yeah. like a suitcase-style deadlift. Yeah, use a dumbbell. It's fine. Yeah. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think what's most important about pregnancy is that moving is good. I think we can agree on that almost regardless of circumstance, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So if it comes down to it, the whole random input equals random results, that's fair. However, if there's ever a time for somebody to start doing something random, like just go and do something, that would, that would be when your body is going to need 
the best you can give it for a challenging scenario. And that's, that's pregnancy in a lot of ways. It's a challenging scenario to come out of. And whether it's a C-section like our kids were or if it's a natural birth, it's a lot of work. So you want to make sure that we're, we're staying as healthy as we can, meaning if you don't know what else to do, go for a walk. Make sure that it's not super slippery out. Mm -hmm. Like, just go for a walk. Yeah. Get some sun. But end of the day for me, it's just, it's like any custom program. Meet the person where they're at and make sure that your directionality is where they're trying to get to. And with pregnancy, it is more of an athletic event than people give it credit for. This is not all about being gentle. It's okay to work hard, but we want to be in the right positions with the right selections of exercise. Like a, a nice braced single arm row is a really hard exercise to be like no that's too bad like that's too hard it's like i don't know man you can work pretty hard on that one and it'll be good for you yeah so cool that's that's prenatal training wrapped up in a a bow yeah if you have any questions or comments to make on that i'd love to hear from you this is one of those things that Every time I train somebody through their pregnancy, I'm very impressed at what the female body can accomplish. And um, I actually think that treating women with the strength that they actually have and allowing them to express that through their pregnancy helps with their confidence when it's time to do uh, what ends up being a pretty, pretty scary endeavor. It's, it's a huge, huge job to do. So. Cool. Well, I appreciate your input on the conversation as my wife is going through it for the first time ever, but um, you kind of just solidified everything that I already knew, I guess. That's right, because you, you got good ideas on your SMRT. Smirt. So, yes, if you enjoyed this episode or you have anything to add, if you want to ask Curtis the, the Wizard any questions, then, uh, you know, get it. But we appreciate you listening. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.